Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. It's been a hot minute, but we're back to recap a couple of things that have been happening before a couple of big weekends of activity um, for myself and for you. Especially for you. You've got like (laughs) back-to-back... Uh, I hope that's not a cold. cold. No, no, that's just a little Good. in the throat. Yeah. No, because I can only imagine how bad it would be for your immune system to be down. It's probably down already. Because This you... would be the worst timing ever for me to get sick. My youngest is like dodging COVID bullets at school at the yeah. moment. And every time we get an email from the school saying, oh, listen, um, uh, there's been cases in the school. It's always her class. Bummer. So like a third of her class is out right now. And somehow she hasn't caught it. Are they doing the... Um... The rats for yeah. like you have to do it, and do they give? Because I know uh, Aaron gets uh, a pack of five, I think, every month for free. Yeah, so they're giving out rats for the kids to test themselves, mm. but a lot of people are only test. Everyone's still a little bit fearful now about not being able to find rats. Yeah, so people are only testing when their symptoms. Yeah, we're meant to be testing twice a week, but yeah. We, we, we tend to be testing quite a lot now because people in her damn class keep going down with COVID. That's great. So and she hasn't yet? She hasn't yet. That's so cool. fingers crossed. So of course, she'll go down this weekend when I have a race. Oh, yeah. Um, or next weekend when I have another race. Yeah. Or the weekend after that when, when I have, have another, another race. race. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, pretty busy. Three Two weeks coming up. Well, two weekends, two weeks. How's training going for those? Um, yeah, pretty good. I peaked a couple of weeks ago. My went out for a long run, a 40K long run uh, yeah. on a Sunday and nice. peaked with that. And then since then, it's just been a little bit of dropping off, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this week's pretty easy, pretty cruisy, just keeping the legs moving. Yeah. But yeah, I feel okay. I feel about as well as you can before going off and doing that. I mean, doing all the events back to back to back, yeah. I know none of them are going to be spectacular. No, well, that's um, that's it. I think you can, you can, if you can come to terms with that, I think that that's good. Yeah. I think that that's good. I'm kind of like in the same boat where I'm not looking for anything spectacular, um, and but sort of going the opposite way. I'm doing a reverse taper mm-hmm. at the moment. So like... I'm going to have my biggest weekend this weekend. Yes. Uh, and then the 50K is next weekend. So my training this weekend. And it's funny because I started working with my running coach again uh, from Marathon Training Academy, Coach Steve. And he's put me on this uh, plan where it's not necessarily big distances in, in one day. It's just like kind of big weekends. Like, for example, last weekend I did um, 10, 10, and 6. This weekend I'll do... Um, 8, 20, and 7. So yeah. 8, Friday, 20, Saturday, 7, Sunday. So for total, what's that? 35 kilometers. Uh, and then, yeah, we're kind of going into next week not really tapering that much. Yeah. Just going to see what happens. Uh, there's every possibility that my knee won't allow me to do what I want. Well, yeah, I mean, but... let's, let's recap for the listeners. So you did the last time we were on the pod, we spoke about the Spartan 50K Ultra you mm. did. And so, of course, after that... You did what any good ultra runner would do, and you signed up for another fifty k. Yeah, well, I keep telling people I kind of like I kind of did it on it because my co-host dared me to. <laughs> well, I said I had a free weekend between a fifty k and a hundred k event, and I took that as I dare you to do this. Yes, yeah, so then you signed up to a fifty k, and now I'm doing a fifty k, a fifty k, and a hundred k. So I'm doing three races, two hundred k's in. 13 days. That's ridiculous. And you're doing your second 50K Ultra within five weeks of doing your first 50K. That's crazy. Yeah. So the 10% rule is out the window, folks. Dude, I don't even know I don't even know what running is anymore. And, and to top that all off, uh, from my myotherapist, Jason, he's actually given me a new couple of exercises to work on, a new um, cue to work on with my running mm-hmm. to sort of take the pressure off my TFL, which mm-hmm. is where we think the... IT band and the knee pain stuff is stemming from. Mm-hmm. And 
it's got me feeling like a new runner. That's good. Um, yeah, it's like it's actually interesting. I and I told him I said, look, um, I went for a ten k ten k run the other day, and about seven or eight kilometers in, I started to feel that familiar pain, and then I really started focusing on the um, the hip uh, the heel kick and what he's having me mm. do, and. It was the first time that I can remember not having to stop, and it was actually helping. Same thing for the race that I did last week. I was feeling it a little bit into it, but I just I kept focusing on that, and it took the pain away long enough for me to keep going. So that's yeah. kind of promising, um, and is really an interesting observation, uh, if nothing else. But so yeah, it's just like my heart rate has kind of been all over the place with some of my runs. Yeah. Um, but I've also I've noticed that I've kind of developed a bit of a problem. Which is? I like to talk about your problem amongst friends. uh, Yeah. Okay. So I think, okay, I have developed a problem because I have now, I'm on my third pair of uh, uh, Vaporflies. And I'm finding that I really love these shoes for both short and long distances. You are running in a super shoe every time. Only for, okay. So I'm running in my super shoe for speed workouts. Right. Um, Not for my easy stuff. But it's interesting on my speed workouts, my like I'll do, I was doing three kilometers kind of a warm up pace, and normally my heart rate is sitting at about one forty at maybe a six forty five pace. Yeah. My heart rate was sitting at a one forty at a, like six fifteen pace in these shoes. It's I'm the like, super shoes. It's the it's super shoes. Gotta shoe. be the it's shoes. Gotta be the shoes. And I'm like, it's a very expensive addiction I know. to have. It sucks because they are an expensive shoe and they don't last that no. long. But they are right now the most comfortable shoe that I'm running in. That's the problem. And it sucks. That's why you need to come run stupid ultras on trails because those shoes won't last on them. Exactly. You get 200Ks out of them on road, you'll get 50 out of them yeah. on trails. Well, yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, what if I take my two, because I've got three. What if I take two of them with me, do 25 in one pair, and then the second 25 in the other pair? What will that do? Because like, obviously I'm not wanting to run this thing for speed really, but they are really just comfortable mm. now. Well, go, so go back and do the timeline for the listeners because we're kind of all over the place right now. Since you're 50k Spartan, you're having a go at me because I've made you sign up for another 50k Ultra. True. But you've done two races since then. Well, one, really. Well, did you go to both of them? No. No, okay, you skipped one of them. Okay, <laughs> did you didn't skip, go to one of them. I did skip the one the week after the Ultra because I was just like, there's I'm, there's no reason for me to go. Only and this like, is, I can't get off the couch. How am I going to go? Exactly. I was like, I'm still really recovering. <laughs> I was taking naps every day for like the week after, and um, I was also. And this is the shallow part of me. I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to get a medal, <laughs> so I'm not going. Fair enough. But then um, you went and did an 8K. I did an 8K, and that went really well. Yeah, that went really well. I was very happy with that. I, I went with an A goal of uh, 40 minutes. And under it, I finished it in about 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kept about a 4:30 kilometer. And pace. that's at the Botanical Gardens in Melbourne. The, the, has a hill. It had that Anderson Street hill, man. It's a suck. Sucks. It's, yeah. So it was a four-kilometer loop, and um, kilometer two and kilometer six was, you know, the first and second part of the loop, uh, two loops. That was the Anderson Street, and you can tell, like, I go from a four twenty-something pace to like a in the first time a four like fifty-five, almost five-minute pace, and the second time I went. It was like a 5.50 or even a six-minute pace it might have been. But then I brought it right back. Yeah. So I finished the race at, with an average of a 4.25 kilometer. I was really happy with it. Anderson Street, like, there's a reason why people go train hill repeats on that hill and just go up and down. It's pretty like, intense. It sucked. It yeah. was just like – and it's not – yeah, it's like when you're going fast, it's 
if you're not going fast, you mm. probably you wouldn't notice it. Mm. But when you're going fast, yeah, it's a jerk yeah. hill. So you've had so you've had two races, or you've you've had two races. You did one, right? Um, My and, first DNS. Yeah. What prompted you to sign up? For the so we're doing, folks, the Brimbank 50. It'll be my fourth time. This is my nemesis race because yeah. I've never gone under five hours at this event, and I don't expect we'll be going under five hours next week, given I'll be coming off a 50. Mm. Um, you can try. I can. Well, yeah, I can try and fail badly. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, doing from going and having done your first 50 to now doing a second 50. Why are you doing this so quick? I think you know part of the reason is. Yes, for all kidding aside, yes, when you said it, it was one of those things where I was like, hmm, that's kind of fun. Because, yeah. like, whenever you finish a race, no matter how good or bad it goes, you want to do it again. If it went bad, you kind of want to do make it again to it. make up for it. Yeah. It's not always a great idea, but I was like, <laughs> it's probably never a great, <laughs> a great idea. But I'm, I just, I, it just, the distance really kind of intrigues me because mm. it's one of those distances where, Anything can kind of happen. Yep. Like I could get 15 kilometers in and my IT band, whatever starts messing with me. But at the same time, I'm, 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 I think I'm just at a point where I'm just going to keep trying until it doesn't bother me anymore. Yep. Um, and I'm just, it just excites me to do another big, uh, big, uh, big event that I think I'm not so worried about for time. Cause yep. almost all the races I've done in the past, like five years, three, four years, whatever, I've been worried about my time. You've done your Melbourne, you've done your marathons, and you're like you wanted to get under four hours and keep trying to push that down. And then you did this Spartan where you were talking about eight hours at one point. Yeah, that, um, that went out the window. So go back in time and talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, you got no time. You just no, want to get through it healthy. Just get through it. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, if I were to set a time, I don't even know. Like I would say, sure, under six hours, but then I'll get there and I'll probably do it in ten because I underestimate <laughs> everything anyway. <laughs> um, what do you know about the race? Apart from me talking about it three times over the last three years. The only thing I know about it is that there's 500 meters of elevation throughout the whole thing, and you can run 45 to 46 kilometers of it. Yep. But that's only because you told me that. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, there's like, there's half a dozen hills where we'll have to walk. Yeah. um, Because we're not fit enough to run them. Mm. Um, And then the rest of the time, honestly, this event is about getting to the 40k mark and being strong yeah so there's no nothing you do before 40ks in this Brimbank marathon matters yeah because after that you've got the long run back mm. and so you've just got to go so much it'll be actually you know what i was thinking about this it'll be good because we will just run at your pace that you do for your heart rate training mm. so your heart rate training where you run your sixes and you're sitting there going well i'm keeping my heart rate really low yeah we'll just run at that pace and that'll be perfect because um, then between that and walking the hills, just constantly moving. Yeah. I think the, the problems I've had in the past when I've done it by myself or I've done it with Daryl is I've gone out too fast too early mm. and it's bit me. Um, yeah. Because even though there's only 500 meters of elevation compared to other 50s, it's still 50Ks. Yeah. So it still takes time to do. So I think we'll be fine. I think, yeah, as, mm. as long as everything holds up. And that's kind of like, that's the only thing. Like, I don't mind, I'm not afraid of what happens with my aerobic system mm. because I think my aerobic system can handle it. I think my body can handle it, save that. Yeah. And as long as that's, you know, we're working on that, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, it's worse, a fun day. Brett yeah. always puts on a good event. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember. For what I didn't sleep through at the uh, Backyard Ultra, 
you know. <laughs> and you've done, yeah, you've been to the course before, so you know where everything is. So yeah, so is, is that one steep climb that's in the park run on it? Yeah, that's in it. Bummer. Yeah, and the big hill at the where, where you come into the park and you drive down that big hill. Yeah, you go up that big hill twice okay. over the course of the event. Well, I'm going to walk down every downhill just so you know. Yeah, well, I, that's what I thought we'd do. <laughs> I thought we'd walk every uphill and walk every downhill and just concentrate on running the flats, and that's still going to be. 46 odd k's of running yeah so there's still going to be plenty of running in there it's mm. not going to be like one of those ultras where you're like oh i did a 50k ultra run but i walked 35 k's of it mm. this is going to be the opposite this you're is right. going to be a really heavy and that's why some of the winners do it in sub four hours sure so yeah which is crazy that's insane yeah that's just really insane mm. um one day one day one yeah. day my myotherapist he still thinks he's still and this guy's good he's he's trained uh Isabel, he trained, he's uh, worked on Isabel Ross, mm -hmm. and he's like, dude, there's no reason you can't do a sub three. I'm like, yeah. At a marathon? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he believes in me. Um, but he's funny. He's like, you know, the reason that your knee keeps hurting is because you're running too slow. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do heart rate <laughs> training? He's like, it doesn't matter. Really? Just run fast. <laughs> like, whenever I tell him that I'm, ha I'm having a niggle, he's like, oh, how slow are you going? I'm like, well. Really? It's interesting. It's interesting how different that school of thought is from... The other school of thought, which mm. is to get faster, you have to slow down. Yeah. And I've seen the benefits of that. I, you know, I, I really have. Um, so it's just interesting hearing him say that. And I always wanted, I just, I think I need to flat out ask him if I'm constantly running at a pace that my heart rate's at 160 or higher or 155, mm. 60 or higher. What does that do for me recovery-wise? Do I need to like what do I? Yeah, can I only run three times a week at that point? Yeah, or I mean, and there is there's there's actually a great um, the running public uh, uh, Kirk Dewint he only runs three times a week because he's had in, uh, injuries. Mm. I mean, he his slow paces are probably my five k yeah, paces. But... Yeah, professional runners' slow paces are very different to what you and I do. I think the, probably the thing about, hey, are you running fast enough, is you know your form gets better when you run fast. Yeah. When you run faster, your form gets better. It's when you're running slow that you're kind of floppy and yeah. sloppy, and that's where things twist and go into different Exactly, directions. and that's exactly his logic. He's like, mm. when you run fast, that's what you find your... Speaking of the running public, mm. when you run fast, probably if you're doing, say, intervals... Uh, say if you do like an 800 meter intervals mm. after 200 meters when you're you're kind of tired but you've still got that energy to go that extra 600 meters after that first two three or even 400 meters that's when you're finding what your actual stride is yeah. you're kind of quote unquote perfect stride it was actually an interesting conversation on their last episode the running public uh, and i was like oh that's interesting and that's that's they kind of recommend if you're doing uh interval work or um some kind of speed workout to try to do like a tempo runner uh, tempo or a threshold run yeah. beforehand to kind of tie yourself out a little bit so you can find that perfect stride a little bit sooner and it gives you a little bit more of a an idea of where you really are that's good yeah, yeah. It, it's always interesting to get different perspectives and if you can with more experience you can kind of relate it to what you felt in the past yeah you know, you, you know that when you go to the track you might feel fresher for your first couple of intervals of a session, but you know that your form is better because you're concentrating more and you're in the zone and you're yeah. in tune with what the actual training is for that particular night. Mm. Yeah, And it, it is interesting mm. when, like, if I'm doing that slow, easy run and I take Jason's advice and as soon as I start feeling that mm. niggle and I, I pick up the pace and really focus on that heel kick and then mm. bringing the knees through, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, it does alleviate... The pain, even when I'm like walking yep. and I can feel it in my TFL, if I just pick up my heels a little bit and follow through a little bit more, it kind yep. of takes the pressure off. It's really interesting. Mm. 
And so fuel for the 50K? I don't know. 10 days or so? No just, idea. You're taking this really easy, aren't you? I have no idea what shoes yeah. I'm going to wear. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I've really just... I've taken so much pressure off, which is going to... He's wearing walking sandals right now, folks, with long socks, which <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, probably not going to wear. I'm going to wear, like, those old T-Bags. <laughs> yes. Do you remember those? I've got a pair of those, because oh, I'm man. a sensible man who nice. uh, can't wear thongs. And they, you wear them with socks, don't yeah, you? Yeah, um, of course you do. I'm, um, I've, I've, I've got a, uh, a box of uh, near-expired uh, bars and gels that I'm going to use over the next couple of weeks. Nice. So that's pretty much my thing. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be using the aid stations a lot over these next I couple of weeks. I think so, races. too. Like, yeah. I think what I'm just going to take some Generation You Can with me. Mm. Uh, breaking the barrier. Use that coupon code for 15% off. GenerationYouCan.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring some of those with me. I might bring... I don't know if I'll bring any Musashi bars. I think I'll probably just focus on that. There's no, is there? There's not like a drop-in station for this. No, one, right? so this has got aid stations. So yeah. there's aid stations like because we the way the Brimbank works is so I'll compare it to the one I'm doing this weekend. So yeah. This weekend I'm doing a 50k, which is an it's a full loop. Wait, where's that? That's at um, Warburton. Oh right. So yeah, so I'm going to Warburton. I'm doing a 50k there, which is a thousand meters of climbing, but most of it is within two kilometers. Yeah. So yeah, it's well. like flat, climb a thousand meters run across the top of a hill, run down the other side, and run flat. Right. So, so that a, sounds like it's a good place to make some good time. Yeah. Minus the hill. Exactly. So, yeah. And my, my plan for that is just run smooth, hike the hill, run smooth across the top, try and run nice and steady down the hill, run smooth across the bottom. So yeah. that's that's the plan. We'll see what happens. But they've got aid stations every 12 or so kilometers, different aid stations. So if you want, you can get stuff dropped off there, kind of like when you go to a marathon. Oh, yeah, And sure. they say, I'm going to put it at different aid stations. Whereas this one we're doing, so that's, that's the one I'm doing this weekend. Next weekend, the one we're doing is kind of like three loops. Mm. So we do a small loop, come back to the main bit. There's an aid station there. We go off and do a second loop. And on that second loop, I think there's two aid stations. Yeah. Come back. And then we do a third loop. And that third loop has another two aid stations on it. Okay. So there's going to be a bunch of aid stations. But um, I guess if you were super elite... Um, you could go drop stuff off at those. But yeah. if you're super elite, no disrespect, you're not popping into the Brimbank Festival on a random good Sunday. Point. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I've always I've always thought that like when you hear about in the Melbourne Marathon, mm. you can have stuff dropped off specifically at each age station. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but like, who's going to really do that other than an elite? Exactly, exactly yeah. right. So um, I think we'll be good. I mean, the, the, obviously the thing with um, aid stations at the moment is they used to be just big tubs of stuff that you just go in there and grab stuff. Now everything's got to be handed to you. Yeah. Everything's single serve. So, you know, I think we'll just take our time mm. at the aid stations. We'll stop at each aid station and okay. actually grab something. Yeah. Um, and then that means the fuel we're carrying will just need to be for emergencies. Well, you yeah. have, uh, f- like, I'm... I'm assuming you're going to have your bladder full. Yeah, I'll have a hydro vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have a hydro vest, but I wasn't sure if I should fill the entire thing or just use my bottles. Um, I mean, you can get away with filling your bottles because there are so many aid stations. Yeah. On the, like on the Warburton one, with only four aid stations, I'm like, well, it could be 12 and a half Ks. If it's warm, mm. I might go through a liter yeah. of water. So with that, I'll probably have a bladder. With Brimbank, you could get away. If you know you're going to stop at every aid station and have something to eat, you could get away with taking bottles yeah. and filling them up at each aid station. Again, if you were running for time, you wouldn't, want you wouldn't do that. Yeah. But if we're just trying to get through and it's like, right, we're running we're running to this aid station, stopping, refilling our water bottles, having a snack. We're running to the next aid station and apart from this hill in the middle, we, you know, we could mm. easily do that and get away with bottles. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I don't know. It's I, I, I kind of like the idea of running sans 
a heavy, not, not that it's heavy, it's just mm. one of those extra things. Like, because it's interesting, it's really interesting because I can go for, or, or, or any of us, we can go for like a 15, 20 mile run and maybe not take anything. Mm. But then as soon as we go over 20 miles, we're taking the best, we're yeah. taking the extra bottles, we're taking this, we're taking that, the kitchen sink. Yeah. It's interesting that, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I bought a new vest. Did you? I bought my Salomon vest. Oh, yeah. I don't like you it. You don't like it. I'll I don't it. like it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I bought it and I got it and I tried it out a couple of times and I went, I've got some problems with this vest. And then I jumped online and went looking for reviews, specifically looking to see if anyone had talked about these problems I had. And of course, at that point, I find a whole bunch of reviews yeah. telling me, oh, yeah, but be aware of this. And oh, yeah, be aware of that. When I was looking at the vest and comparing it to everything else, all the reviews were like, oh, this thing's fantastic. No, of course. The second I get it and I work out, oh, but what about this specific thing? Of course, you find a whole bunch so of reviews that tell you. What's wrong with it specifically? Um, it Basically, I was right in the middle of the sizing it suggested. Oh. So I bought the one that was right in the middle of the sizing I suggested. And then every review I re read after that fact was like, you should go up a size. Sure. To the extent where when I messaged Solomon about it, they're like, you should have gone up a size. I'm like, why didn't you just make your sizes? match what yeah. it should be why 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 should i have to go up a size when like yeah like that's stupid it's like, not like i was in the so like just in the size above and i was like no no i'll buy the size below because i was right in the middle of the size as suggested mm. so that's a problem the other problem was is it's bladder compatible but bladder compatible doesn't actually include anywhere to hang a bladder or what? feed a feed tube it's got like pockets that you can put a bladder in but the bladder just kind of hangs loose oh that sucks and so to me that's not really bladder compatible that's like, you know, I can have a big pair of cargo ports on, shorts on, and put a bladder in yeah. it. Are my shorts bladder mean you compatible? Want to do it. Yeah. No. So it doesn't really work with that. Um, and the other thing is, it holds a ton of stuff. So compared to my old vest, my old vest is like, you've got a bladder in it, and you've got a bar, and you're full. It yeah, holds yeah, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. This can hold everything. I went for a hike, uh, a six hour hike at the Yuyangs. I had a jacket, I had a full race kit, I had. Um, a whole, a couple of bottles. I had a whole bunch of bars. It swallowed the whole thing up. Bummer. So I mean, it's a, good, but it's amazing from that perspective. Yeah. But everything is just kind of loose, mm. and so it bounces around. So it doesn't have like compression points to strap everything down. So it fits amazingly well. Like once it's on, and if you can get the, across the fact that it looks like I'm busting out of a, a tie top at the t at the front here, once it's on, it feels really great. Mm. And it holds a ton, ton of stuff, and it's got pockets and storage everywhere. And I even like the bottles it comes with, but. It's too small yeah. and everything bounces. Bummer. Yeah, and it's not bladder compatible. So it, it's one of those ones where I should have bought the vest one below. Yeah. I bought the top of the line vest thinking the top of the line vest will be best. I shouldn't have bought that. Mm. It's like it, it can only hold with bottles a liter of water, but it can hold enough stuff to go overnight. So in which event am I carrying enough stuff that I can go out there for hours and hours and but hours? But that you only need But I only need a liter of water. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work. So No. Hmm. My tip to people would be if you're buying a running vest, go try it on. Yeah. Or spend half the amount you think you want to spend. Yeah. I really lucked out with my, my uh, Nathan Vapor Air, Vapor mm. something or other. Um, solely, I only bought it because I, I saw that. Because my old Caribbean one, mm. whilst nice enough, very small, doesn't have any, any, anything really other than the hydration pack. My Nathan one. The thing that sold me on it, other than being red and it would look like I had a red cape on, was that I could put two bottles in the front. Yeah. Um, that's what sold me, because that's what I've always wanted. Like, two-liter bladder is great, but if I can have, like, a little bit extra to just make me feel yeah. a little bit better, um, awesome. 
I loved my Osprey vest. So my Osprey vest is the first one I got. Mm. But I got the 1.5 litre one and they no longer make like the 6 litre one. Mm. And that was perfect. Daryl's got the 6 litre one and it's brilliant. Yeah. So that's like the perfect vest. And of course, once you found the perfect vest, they stopped making the damn thing. Oh yeah, it's the same so, thing with the damn shoes. Like yeah. I, my Brooks Levitate 2, um, not that they stopped making them. It's just, actually they might have. It's mm. just they're really hard to find now. And the Levitate 4 sucks. Yeah. Um, it's just so stiff and it doesn't give and it's gross. Yeah. Anyway. Once you find good equipment, you just got to stick with it. Yeah. yeah. I hate that my good equipment now mm. is the $300 vapor yeah. fly shoe. <laughs> Back to your addiction. Yeah. Um, so the, the, so the week after, um, uh, our Brimbank adventure, you've got Oxfam. I'll finally be doing Oxfam. Yeah. crossed. So hundred yeah. Ks. This so has been like two or three years in the making. In the making. Like yeah. I, I was helping the boys train back in 2019 for it. Yeah. Um, into, and that got, you know, canceled. And then 2020, I trained with them and it got canceled. got canceled. And then yeah. last year's got moved to, to this time or something happened. I don't know, but yeah, finally we're two or three weeks away. So, so technically in the training for Oxfam, this weekend's 50 is the last long run. Um, but you know, I've basically decided I'm going to do Warburton 50, Brimbank 50, 100Ks at Oxfam, and then I'm just going to keep training all the way through basically till Great Ocean Road in the middle of May. Will you get like a special marathon maniac thing for that? No, because they only count um, special events, and I don't think doing three in two weeks actually registers with those guys. That sucks. I think I think if you want to be a marathon maniac, it's like if you do three marathons or better in two weeks, they're like, yep, that's the price of entry. Like, that's the bare minimum to get in. That's mm. bronze. If you want to get the, the next ones, you've got to do, like, you know, two in a week, two in a weekend, or four in four weeks, or four in four days, or crazy stuff like that. Greedy bastards. Yeah. Yeah, what can you do? But yeah, lots of running. Um, and so, it's funny, like, this week has been pretty easy, but I've just been kind of maintaining my normal mileage, just not going as hard. Yeah. And I think that's just going to be the thing. There's, if you're going to keep, if you're going to run these events back to back to back, there's no point stopping. No, well, that's you it. It's like keep you, you've built that fitness. Like, yeah. and I know I've, I've kind of always advocated for not doing that, but it's like. I did a deload week last week. Yeah. So last so did week I, I backed off. Kind of. Two weeks ago. Last week I did last a deload week. week, but I swapped in bike riding two days as well. Nice. So I sort of went, oh, I'm going to bike ride instead. But it's 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 different. It, it actually really revealed some weaknesses. Like as I'm on the bike, I'm like, oh, that hamstring doesn't feel quite as strong as it should. And oh, that yeah. calf is really feeling bad. So cross training and cycling, um, I think will be a good thing for me to get back into. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. I, you know, I, I did a lot of, well, not a lot of, but for me, a lot of cycling, um, when I was recovering from the ultra, because yeah. I didn't run, actually run for about ten days. Yeah, I just okay. Took, it was the longest I've ever gone without running since I've started. Really. Is that because you decided to wait ten days, or because you were still feeling stuff? At... I decided to wait, just like yeah. I think I just gave myself ten days. Mm. Um, I was still feeling stuff, probably only until mm, four or five days after. Yeah. So five days after, I decided to start. Biking, yep. uh, cycling, indoor cycling, um, and then yeah, ten. I waited ten days to start running. So, cool. Fingers crossed for everything. Um, so, where are you cycling now? Because I hear you've got a new job. I do. I did. I have. So basically, I have been offered the role of a, the assistant manager for the Jets gym here in Australia at both the Williams Landing and the Tarnit Club. Tarnit will be the home club. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm very yeah. excited there. It's a great opportunity for me to pick up new personal training clients. Uh, and it's just it's just been really cool so far. I've only been working there for about two weeks. Um, but it's great. 
It's does, really does that fun. mean you're no longer doing the delivery stuff? Uh, I'm not at the moment, yep. just because. Well, I did take a couple of weeks off after the ultra anyway. You couldn't lift anything. You're right. Whilst you... I, like, I couldn't lift. I couldn't walk. <laughs> you rock up to someone's place and <laughs> hog the horn. Like, can you come get your stuff? Come and get your stuff. <laughs> this is the box. Um, yeah. So I, I, I probably will still give them some time, maybe yep. like one day a week, just because I enjoy that. Yep. But yeah. So hopefully. You know, it, the goal is if I can get, if I can pick up maybe five new clients, um, eh, five or six new clients through this, I'll probably just step away from calls completely and just focus on this because wow. that'll be fine. Awesome. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like perfect. I really, I really like it. It's, it's. Is it normal sh- work shifts or is it like no, mornings it's, and nights? No, it's, and... it's really not. It's just like kind of right now, it's just like uh, Monday to Thursday. 4.30 to 7.30, mm. Saturday 10 to 1. If I want some time off, I just tell tell the manager, like, I want some time off. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to come in tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> fine. Because it's like just there's always two of us there. Yeah, okay. So And you don't really need to. Well, always. Tonight and last night I was the only one there. Yep. Um, and I, I already took a couple clients through. Like, for example, last night I was at the Williams Landing Club. Their manager wasn't feeling great, and he texted me. He's like, look, dude, I have a client coming in. I was like, yeah, he's been here for 15 minutes. <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to come in. Uh, I'm not feeling great. I was like, all right, man, I'll take him through a session. And it was great. It was like a lot of fun. Uh, I really like the the two people that I'm working with mostly. I've met a couple of other people. Is I just like it. I've been involved with Jets for almost mm. 10 years at this point. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to finally... Um, be working with that. That was your gym that you were going to, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I also go to Dermot's, of course. Mm. Um, I did at one point want to try to get in there, but it just never worked because the manager there, he was just like really kind of, I think he's overstaffed. Yeah. Um, and it's just a hard gym because like, he, I think he's just kind of trying to, he's trying to focus on getting back, you know, after COVID and with, yes. with jets, it's like they only, they don't staff them 24 seven. It's just about, let's get members in, let's get new members. Let's mm. give the members that are here a nice experience. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, man, like I've been coming to this gym forever and I totally have ideas how to make that better. Awesome. Um, and you know, they're really open to it. Like we did some goofy, um, social media stuff the other day. It was a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Can't complain. Um, in other news, um, Elliot Kipchoge. Oh my goodness! Like fourth fastest marathon time ever it's in just, Japan over the weekend. It's just crazy. Uh, I have to wonder, like, because he's he's what he's thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty seven, thirty seven. I have to wonder how many more wins does he have in him? Well, he wants two. He wants uh, New yeah. York and, and Boston. Boston. Yeah, and yeah. he's not ever raced in Boston uh, in the states and. Pretty much, I think every marathon he's been saved two, he's mm. won. Yeah. But has he not, ra- hasn't he won Chicago? That's not, because uh... Chicago's a major. The majors are oh, did he? London, Berlin, Japan, and then Chicago, Boston, New York. Oh, yeah, he must have then. Yeah, so he must have won in, in Chicago at some point. I don't remember that. Neither do I off the top of my head. Yeah. His splits for, so, the, you know, he has the only person ever to go sub two in the marathon. Correct. He has the world record. Correct. In the marathon, he has the second fastest time and he has the third fastest time. This was the fourth fastest time, and people are saying he left time on the table because they made a wrong turn at the 5k mark, which cost them about 10 seconds. Oh, and then there was a bunch of wind in the second half. 
that probably cost him 20 And he was still, like, 40 seconds ahead of the winner. Oh, the second place. His time was 2 hours, 2 minutes, and 40 seconds. Check out these splits, okay? These are 5K splits. First 5K, 1417, 1420, 1439, 1437, 1433. At the 30K mark, 1425, 1439, and 1433. So consistently running between 417 and 440. That's about a 250-something kilometer. Exactly. I can't even... I You know, it's funny. I was doing a speed workout yesterday, and I sprinted at one point. Like, I was trying to keep a 350-kilometer pace, and that was fine. I was doing that. And at one point, I was sprinting, and I looked at my watch. It was a 250, and I was like, I can't believe that Elliot Kipchoge does this for 42 kilometers. I had... um, When I rode to the city the other day, I had 5K splits that weren't as fast as that. On your bike? On my bike. That's ridiculous. Like, it's insane. He's a freak. It's absolutely insane. So... He's having so I think Boston is in a month's time. Yeah. So he won't go for Boston in a month's time, but New York is in October. So it looks like he'll have it because he one of the interviews or one of the productions I saw said it takes him four to five months to get ready for a race. Yeah. So it feels like he'll go for New York in October, and then try and come back and do Boston the following April, mm. which would make him thirty-eight at that point. Which means if he doesn't get New York this time, he's probably got realistically one more chance after that. Maybe, yeah. And if he doesn't get Boston next time, he's got, what, one more chance after that? Well, so, it's kind of like yeah. I would have expected him to have no more chances as of two years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. the guy's a freak. Actually, hold that thought. You can keep talking. I have to use a little boy's room. Okay. Cut. Speaking of freaks, we'll just continue to talk amongst ourselves here. Um, the, the, the other thing, there's, there's been a couple of world records um, over the last little bit as well. Um, there was an Australian world record set for the 5K, so Jack Rayner, I think his name is, um, did a 27-something, 27.30, some really, really fast time for the 5Ks, which is an Australian record as well. Um, and he's known to a few people uh, in the local running community we have here because I believe he trains with Hobson's Bay. Um, so it just goes to show that at your local park run, you could have an Australian champion turn up uh, and have a go uh, and check that out as well. Um So apart from that, you know, between you and me, I'm going to be interested to see how Andrew goes at this uh, Brimbank Ultra. It's going to be, I think, hard to sort of go slow at the start because you're so excited to do a race and he'll probably feel really fresh after having had the last, uh, you know, five weeks off. But we'll just try and manage expectations for him, not go out too hard. Uh, And, you know, expectation is just try and focus on finishing. What else? Nothing, I just spoke about you to the listeners. We just had a little heart-to-heart about how I think you're going to fail spectacularly in a week's time. Bitchin', I can't wait. I just wanted to be on the record having said that. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I was just talking about Jack, who did the Australian record for the 10K, uh, 5K. Oh, sure. It was a 10K. It must have been 10K. I think he ran like a 27-minute or something 10K, which is like the Australian record. That's ridiculous. crazy. That was like, I remember my first ever... Really excited to PBPR my 5K mm. was about a 27 and a half minute 5K. Yeah. Um, and that's somebody else's 10K, which is nuts. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely nuts. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so Elliot Kipchoge, yes, that's exciting. Can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what he pulls out of the hat. It's mm. just, yeah, it's kind of, he is, I would say, I mean, he's the greatest runner of all. He's the greatest 
distance runner, I think, of all time. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys like um, Haley Gillibrace, um, I think is, um, some people say he's better. Really? Um, I think Kipchoge is, without a doubt, the greatest marathon runner yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a couple of different distances. Yeah, I, distance things, so. I think, yeah, I think that that's a fair call. He's mm. just, he just, he flows, man. Like, oh. he runs, it's just like an art form that he runs. He's like... It's one of those things where if you can watch him, mm. like especially in these next couple of races, do it. Because, yeah. I mean, again, if I go back to the, the running public, they likened it to uh, when Michael Jordan sort of came out of retirement for a second. Yeah. All the people who didn't watch him play were beating themselves up when he actually finally did retire because they, they only had the one more chance. Yeah. So I'm like, if you can watch Elliot oh. Kipchoge... In the next couple of marathons, do it because you're not going to get many more chances. Watching I don't him think. live is just amazing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's got this beautiful running style where a commentator described it once. As he's running, he's bringing his hands up, and it's like he's just shifting dirt off his collar. Yeah, he's just like he's got a lapel. It's like he's got a jacket on, and he's got a lapel of his jacket, and he's just with each stride, he's just flicking a little bit of dirt off. And he's, every single time, his hands, everything is so precise. Yeah. Like it's just complete economy of movement. It's so crazy. Mm. And just by those splits, you can tell he's just efficient because he's so even. Like, I'd be interested to see what that 1439 split was, if there mm. were hills or anything, because everything else kind of, like, evened out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, definitely in the cards. And speaking of evened out, or the antithesis mm. of evened out, we also have now, right now, going on, the Barkley Marathons, which is impossible to do even splits. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're trying to finish and have splits, yeah. let alone do even splits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Zach and I have been kind of paying attention mm. to that live. So at the moment, I think the runners that are going to do a fun run, which is three laps. Mm. Uh, so the Barkley Marathons is five laps of 20 plus miles, 26 plus miles, really. Yeah. Um, a, a fun run is pe- are people who finish the three laps. And I think... People are, would be right now about on their third lap. So basically, uh, this morning, well, Barkley Marathon time, I think he he blew the conch shell at 6.24 a.m. Uh, or was it p.m.? I think it was a.m. It was a.m. It was this yeah. morning because it's been going since this morning. Yeah. yeah, so they'd be on their third lap, I They're think. They're doing like a, a lap is about, if you don't complete the first lap in nine and a half hours, You're pretty much... they're like, sorry, you won't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you complete the first lap in nine and a half hours, congratulations, you potentially get to keep going for another 60 more yeah. to try and finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of going on right now. Uh, Courtney DeWalter, kind of a surprise to me, was out after the second loop? Uh, yeah, believe so. I'm just trying to find it all. It's one of those things where I'm trying to find it on my phone, and of course, when you're trying to find it out uh, on your phone, you can't find it of at course. the right time. I've been following this guy on Twitter. Mm. Um, what's his name? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's just... Uh, Keith. Keith, that doesn't help me. Keith Dunn. Keith, oh, yeah. Keith Dunn. Um, so... Apparently, as of a minute ago, so oh, they're, they're actually only on loop two. Uh, Gr- uh, Greg Hamilton has finished loop two in 20 hours, 26 minutes, and three seconds. Um, I don't know. Some people have uh, began loop three. So Carol mm. Sabe began loop three about 30 minutes ago. John Kelly finished loop two about... An hour ago. So right now we're recording this at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, March 9th. So whatever time that is. Guillaume Calmetes, 
this is the interesting one where we're starting to see runners head out on the third, third loop, loop yeah. which is a chance to complete the fun run. But everyone will just be watching the runners at the end of the second loop. Will they get in in time? Mm-hmm. Even if they get in time, will they head out again? Um, you know, it's 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 an unbelievable race. It's, because, it's yeah. just nuts. And apparently, and this isn't kind of anything new, the weather's really awful. Yeah. Uh, when has the weather been good? No, never. Because that area sucks. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't know, I did an episode on the Barkley Marathons a long time ago when mm. we were first starting the podcast, but basically the Barkley Marathons is a five-loop course up in, um, oh, I can't remember, someplace. Uh, I can't remember the name of the park, damn it. But anyway, uh, it was started a while ago. Very few people ever finish it. The m- basic premise of the race is a loop around this giant forest, and you have to find these pages that the uh, the race director, if you will, Lazarus Lake, has set out for the runners to find. So each page corresponds to their bib number. So each lap, they get a different bib number. Uh, and they have to bring that page back to Laz um, at the end of each lap. And if they don't, they're done. So uh, basically, this lap corresponds to a uh, a prison break that had happened many years ago. Mm. And I think the race director, Laz, jokingly said, oh, he only got that far mm. in this amount of time. I could do that. And then he created the Barkley Marathon. So there's more to it than that. That's the really abridged version of it. If you want to listen to my old episode, go back and find it. I don't know what episode yeah. it is. Or many, one of the many documentaries on YouTube. Uh, great one is the Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young. Yeah. So there's a the race is a hundred miles or 160 kilometers. It's, it's or more. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's the the shortest route possible. Yeah. Is 160 kilometers. Yeah. Um, but most people go much 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 more than that. Um, you'll have to convert this for me. Fifty-four thousand feet. What is that in meters? Oh man, I think that that's probably. I'm going to say fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand meters. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look so it up. we were talking about five hundred and a thousand for our upcoming events. This has you know fifteen thousand, and the did not finish rate ninety-nine percent. Ninety-nine percent of entrants do 16, not finish. Thousand. That's sixteen thousand feet of uh, meters of running. That's yeah, incredible. That's yeah. insane. Um, so the 40 people started this year 30 begun loop 2 30 begun loop 2 and it looks like only a couple have started loop 3 already yeah it's 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 a brutal thing I highly recommend Mm. checking out the ultra and the fun thing about uh, sorry the documentary Mm. on it fun thing about it is you can't just enter this race Mm. it's you have to navigate like I don't know the dark web or something to even figure out (laughs) how to enter this thing and none of the people who have entered will tell you how they did it. Like, you can't just go to a website and put your name in. Mm. And if you can navigate that, and the reason being is because Lazarus Lake has it in his mind that if you can't navigate the internet or the Mm. web or whatever to figure out how to do this thing, to enter this thing, there's no way you're going to be able to figure out a way to navigate the actual race. Um, So when you do that and you do get accepted, you get a commiseration letter. (laughs) And the price of entry is a license plate, a rego plate from your perspective state, and I think a pack of cigarettes. Yep, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, it looks like lap two. I'm just reading through Keith. Uh, his little Keith Dunn. Yeah. There was some carnage overnight. So they went from 30 people starting lap two to there only being 13 working. Jeez. So that you know, that's pretty tough. That's a, a pretty big dropout rate. I'd love to know a complete list of the names because I haven't seen that. Because Keith hasn't, 
I don't. I think Keith is mostly reporting on the bigger names. The bigger names, yeah. Because um, I haven't seen him report on everybody yet. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we'll be interested to see what happens with that, and that's a, a bit of inspiration for us as we head off into our next couple of events. Indeed, yeah. indeed. When we're when we're feeling how tired we are, twenty five kilometers into a pretty flat course, yeah. Think about the Barkley Marathons and yeah. how grateful we are to not be doing exactly. that. Yeah. So probably next time listeners hear from us will be probably when we're talking, maybe either before, during, and after Indeed. the event. We'll yeah. see how we go. Yeah, I think I think it'd be Sounds fun to record. Race. Yeah, I think I think it's time. Yeah. Uh, I might pop because I did record some things from the last race I did, but not during the race. So I yeah. might put that into a mini episode coming up. But I really think it'd be a lot of fun if we can figure out um, to record during the race because yeah, I haven't done that. We haven't done that. We haven't. We haven't recorded a race together. No, no. and because last race I recorded would have been, I don't know. You weren't recording much on the ultra. No, I wasn't no. recording any because I didn't have. I didn't have my phone. Yeah. Um, the last race we recorded that you were running was the backyard ultra. Yep. The last race I recorded might have been the Rosebud Fun Run like yeah. a year ago. I th- I think I did a sounds from a race with Daryl from Brimbank. Oh, that's right. Year, but that's two years ago yeah. now. It's incredible. Yeah, it's yeah, so right. long ago. Oh, yeah. man. It's just, yeah, it, it feels like, every, yeah, I don't know, man. COVID brain. Like, mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was last year. No, it was three I might years do a ago. mini after um, Warburton. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I might yeah, pull yeah. a mini together after Warburton. Yeah. Because I'm going away. Simon, Daryl, Omar, and I are running the 50. And then the next day, Chris and Jess are coming around, and Chris is doing a couple of events as well. So I nice. might be able to pull something together whilst we're around. Yeah, absolutely do it. Mm. That'd be great. Well, mm. uh, do we have anything else we want to? No? I think that's it. Just wanted to let you all know that we're here, listeners. So Indeed. So uh, please make sure if you do enjoy the podcast, I did put out a mini to this and nobody did it. Please get onto Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Any place that does allow a review, please leave a five-star review. Uh, it'll really help us out. If you've listened this far into the podcast, you've got nothing better to do. Exactly. So like, just leave a review, people. We're getting, not fooling anyone. No, that's right. Like yeah. we, we get about a thousand downloads now a week, um, which I'm happy with. But I like some of you are listening, not le- just downloading. Exactly. Let's like let's like get the reviews up, guys. It'd be great, guys and gals. Well, look. Uh, aside from that, I guess we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll catch you when we when we have a little bit more to talk about with with our upcoming races. Good luck to us all. And we'll see what happens. So we'll catch you out there on the roads, the treadmills, and the trails. And until next time, I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time. I thought we had a catchphrase. You just ruined the ending. Oh, sorry. It's done. <laughs>